It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can always contact her team directly to 604-695-LORI. But we're going to talk to her in person right now because we haven't done that for a couple of weeks. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? Nice to talk to you. Yeah, nice to talk to you again, too. So how are those markets doing this morning? Uh, markets are down again. Actually, this is the third down day in a row. Uh, we've had a lot of economic news come out over the past week, um, showing kind of a softer uh, economy, not by much. But again, markets uh, are up a lot already this year. So it's okay to have a few down days. Uh, in Canada, so far, we saw second quarter GDP unexpectedly decline by 1.1% versus uh, 2.5% growth expected. Uh, mostly due to a decline in home resale activities as well as exports. I mean, we've all heard about the international supply disruptions, which is really leading to a decrease in ex- in exports. Uh, but, you know, on a good note, we saw household incomes grow over 2%. And, and I could say this firsthand, speaking to so many retirees that are wondering where they should be spending the money that they're making, because, you know, as we can't travel and uh, can't do everything that we used to do, uh, people are finding that they're saving more than they, they had before. In the U.S., uh, Friday's jobs report showed that their economy economy only added 235,000 jobs in August. So that was well short of the 720,000 gain expected. So Goldman Sachs um, yesterday lowered their growth forecast for the U.S. for 2021 to 5.7% from 6%, which isn't positive news, though growth remains robust. And so it's clear from recent data that the Delta variant has impacted uh, the latest phase of the economic recovery. So, you know, one silver lining to this, I guess I would say, is that interest rates are likely to be kept lower uh, right. for longer, right, to support the ongoing recovery. So that's, uh, I guess, the good news out of some of the bad news that we're getting. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that, because that announcement was just this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, well, this is uh, what you're referring to as the Bank of Canada um, as well, uh, leaving rates unchanged, which was obviously expected. Uh, the plan is to leave it here until the slack in the economy is absorbed and inflation returns to normal levels, uh, which they expect in the second half of 2022. So this is still, you know, one year away. Uh, and even though, you know, we have a higher vaccination rate here in Canada, this latest wave has definitely impacted near-term growth and delayed the recovery somewhat. Um, so again, you know, our view is, is that we're, we're still in a bull market, you know, seeing some softness um, in the markets is, is generally okay. Again, we're ready to act uh, should anything greater uh, come from any of this. But again, you want to stay, you know, higher weight to equities, especially when inflation is as high as it is, but just make sure that you're active managing the portfolios or make sure your uh, financial advisor is so that, you know, if markets do have a, a larger pullback that, you know, you're ready to take action if needed. Right. So what about the election, Lori? Does the campaign, does the election at all, does it factor into the markets? Does it have any kind of an impact on what's going on? Yeah, you know, with two weeks uh, left, and uh, of course, we're going to hear more from the candidates uh, this Thursday evening uh, in terms of their debate. And, you know, conservatives are leading slightly, as we've all all seen in the polls. Uh, you know, at this stage, we expect, and as well as I'm sure you're talking about, another minority government uh, with the liberals or conservatives winning. And generally, Canadian elections really don't have a real effect on our markets. 
us as Canadians, of course, are going to be affected. So, you know, we want to encourage people to really take a look at uh, who they're voting for, especially, you know, when it comes to things like long-term care uh, or health care or tax, uh, all those sorts of things were going to be affected depending on who gets in. So it would be, uh, it's important to vote, but it's also important to learn uh, the candidates' platforms as well. Okay. So that's probably always the case for elections, isn't it? Like you just got to wait and see. Exactly. And, you know, for for us and for markets, uh, the U.S. election uh, seems to be a much uh, has has a much greater impact than the Canadian election. But again, we want to be following it. Uh, Any drastic changes to like capital gains tax or anything like that could have an effect on markets. So we got to stay on top of it for sure. Okay, so let's talk about some other issues then. Um, September is World Alzheimer's Month. And this is a good time, I guess, for you to talk about what probably can be uncomfortable with some clients. Uh, definitely. I know when we're talking about Alzheimer's or any form of dementia, I mean, to, to take a look at the numbers, you know, 500,000 Canadians are living with some form of dementia right now. That number is to grow to almost 1 million by 2030. Uh, another interesting factor there is that 65% of those diagnosed over the age of 65 are women, uh, which I think a lot of people aren't aware of. Um, and because I'm in a lot of uh, family discussions or sitting around the table talking about personal things, um, you know, I do experience Alzheimer's firsthand uh, with clients, especially because of the age group that we're dealing with, right? 55 to 95. So sometimes it's adult children worried about their parents, uh, or I'm sitting with, uh, you know, um, spouses, and I can tell uh, that something maybe uh, may have changed for one of them. And, and maybe the other spouse doesn't want to acknowledge it yet. And so often I'm, I'm that person having that conversation with other, with the spouse or family members, um, or with that client directly, you know, uh, trying to see, um, you know, you, you really can't move forward unless you have a diagnosis. And uh, without that, then it, it can be a little bit more difficult to have those conversations. Okay, so how, how do you think they should start that conversation? Well, I think having that conversation is important, just noticing some of the changes that, um, you know, some early warning signs and, and some of those that I've seen, uh, you know, struggling to manage finances. And, and that can be, again, one of the first signs. So they have difficulty keeping track of depositing or withdrawing money. Uh, they be, may be making poor investment or money decisions. Um, struggling with simple tasks, uh, balancing their finances, you know, when they were good with it for years, um, you know, and and I think other obvious ones are memory loss and other changes. But as as people age, um, of course, your memory is not the same as it used to be. Uh, but there's, you know, significant things uh, such as, you know, continuously forgetting um, simple items, the, the names of them. Um, and also maybe not being able to communicate the purpose of a withdrawal, um, maybe making a request that doesn't really fit with the person's values or financial plans, such as requesting to invest in something risky. Um, I've seen disorganization, you know, bills are piling up, people are not on top of it like they used to be. Uh, changes in mood is another one, right? I've seen, mm-hmm. you know, some people become more irritable with their spouse, where generally speaking, they're really laid back and easygoing. And um, a lack of focus. And, and another one, I think, is withdrawing from conversation, right? Um, I've seen that uh, possibly they aren't able to keep up with the conversation in general. Uh, so therefore, they're just withdrawing from the conversation. And so those are some of the signs. Of course, there's many, many more. Uh, until you meet with a doctor, uh, it's, it's hard to diagnose. But those are some of the signs that I've seen early on. 
Right. And you must really have to deal with this. Like when it comes to impacting financial decisions, do you, do you need to see like paperwork as well when that starts to happen and somebody is diagnosed, then that changes how you have to deal with their financial accounts? Of course, yeah, and uh, we'll be dealing with the power of attorney once once it gets to that that uh, level. Um, but again, having that conversation initially, you know, who will be the primary caregiver? Uh, who will be helping with the finances? And then a lot of people are worried that they may not have somebody to take over. Um, you know, not everyone has a spouse. Not everyone has children. Uh, and that's where a trust company can also help you. What you want to make sure is that, you know, you have <clears throat> sorry, updated legal documents. As, you know, I was mentioning power of attorney, uh, but your right. will representation agreement. Make sure everything is uh, fully organized because in later stages of uh, forms of dementia or Alzheimer's, you're not able to update it, right? You're not able to sign your own documents um, and make sure your beneficiaries are up to date. And and also, this is another one, simplifying your finances. So um, if you've been diagnosed with a form of dementia or someone that you love has, you know, and they have accounts at all different places and they're not sure, you know, what accounts are where anymore, it is, um, you know, we do encourage that people consolidate uh, with one advisor, one institution, one bank. Uh, it just makes it a lot easier going forward. And again, remember when, when someone has that diagnosis or you feel that, um, you know, uh, they could be diagnosed with a form of dementia, always show empathy, right? It, it is a little yes. concerning for them, you know, that they're going to, they're feeling totally. insecure, they're going to lose control. Um, so again, uh, it is important that it's a step-by-step process. There is open communication. Uh, and again, like I said, dealing with, 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 with any question that they have uh, with empathy. Right. Oh, such good advice. Lori, thank you. Thanks so much, Simi. It was great talking to you. Yeah, you too. Have a good day. That's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.